Oh, oh, hold the applause. Hold the applause. <laughs> Until we bring up our guest, Ariel Moody. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So Ariel Moody is a best-selling author, for real, a professional speaker, for real, who has spoken at really more than 48 states and five countries and over 750,000 people while generating millions of dollars from his speaking business. I'm so excited about this show. He is also the TV host of Family Reboot on Disney Plus as produced by Kelly Ripa. And now, and there's more, he's also the co-founder of Talk of That, all right, a software design tool that will specifically designed specifically for professional speakers to get data they need to make it easier for event planners to say booking them right and to collect leads so they can for their audience as well so it's like nurturing your audience after you leave and you get that standing ovation so with that i'm gonna bring up ariel moody yay What's going on, Pam? So so grateful to be. Oh my here. God! I'm so excited. I was stumbling over. I was stumbling over my intro with you, but Listen, this is my fun. first. This is my first podcast where I got an applause coming on to the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm pretty hyped about that. They are. They they they're hyped over there. Okay, my broadcaster is hyped over there. So I am so excited because one, you're doing the thing that most people dream about, uh, speaking to thousands, almost a million people and really getting paid millions of dollars, getting on stages, making a difference. So tell us the why, and then tell us a little bit of the how, and then and we'll back into talk about, which is really the game changer for all speakers. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You know, so um, I've been doing it for 17 years, and you know, my story is started because of, I think many how many people get started in speaking. I went to an event and I heard someone speaking, and I remember saying to myself, I don't know what that person's doing, but I want to do that for the rest of my life. I want to, I want to just do that. And that was my, um, my impetus. That was my, my, um, kind of why it was literally like when who, you, do discover, you remember who it was? Um, no, was it Wes Brown or? no, no, I was, I was 19 at the time. So I don't even know the guy's name, um, <laughs> but he just made an impact. Yeah, I wasn't smart enough to go up to them and be like, hey, you you changed my life. Thank you. But what's <laughs> fascinating is there is a, a speaker named Victor Antonio, who's, who's a very popular speaker. He does sales training. He spoke at my college. And I did, like, the second time, I was like, I'm not going to let that. So I did go up to him. And I credit Victor for being the guy who gave me the push to actually get get into speaking because I thought you had to be like a 50 year old white guy to get into speaking. I didn't think mm-hmm. you'd be a person of color and, and young. So that was like my, my first seeing of it um, was a guy whose name I'll never know. And I'll never know who he was, but Victor Antonio was the guy who was like, do it. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to do it right now. And um, I got into um, speaking to students and basically at the time I had just graduated college. So I thought, well, like, who's going to want to listen to me? And he's like, well, if you speak to students, you'd be like a big brother, not a, a, a father figure. And I was like, mm-hmm. I could do that. He was like, so give them the game for how, you know, how you got into school, how you did well. And, and that's kind of how I, I really got started. With it. I love that. You know, so Eric, I think we had this talk a while back and, and really you were helping 
uh, students with student success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, students are like, I don't want to hear. I already hear lectures all day, so I ain't trying to hear nobody else. So you have to be really good (laughs) to keep their attention because they're already talked to in class. So to have like, oh, we've got this guest speaker coming in here that's going to talk to you. And they're like, oh, brother. But the other person that did the same thing was E.T., mm-hmm. Eric Thomas. He started students. Uh, Dr. Delatoro McNeil, mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Kimber went away. He still teaches. I mean, so, you know, basically he's he's a researcher. He's a Dr. Dennis Kimber. He's a professor. Uh, but I find that that's real. Elisa Nichols, too. That was the other person mm-hmm. uh, that started out just talking to teens and it's not that that's the recipe for success but i find that the most fascinating speakers or the most energetic speakers did speak to kids my business coach uh andrew morrison years ago his first speaking gig he's he was afraid of speaking in public and he made himself speak to kids he was a part of junior achievement and so if anybody who's like oh i don't know if i could do this volunteer for junior achievement it worked for andrew and now he speaks all the time or, you know, the whole thing about the Toastmasters thing. How do you feel about Toastmasters? You know, I've never personally did Toastmasters, so I've got nothing positive or negative to say about it. I, I typically look at Toastmasters as if you're afraid of speaking and you're like a manager or a mid-level manager, it might be a great place. But mm-hmm. I could also be speaking of it completely ill-informed. So mm-hmm. I've never done it, but I'm sure it's a wonderful organization yeah. that does like lots of great work. Yeah. So you never had the... Uh, Fear of speaking, because they always say, oh, you know, next to to death, you know, people are most afraid of speaking in public. So you never had that. Mm. You no, always, it, it, it was you always, um, it was something that for me, I genuinely was like, people will pay you to do that. Like that, I could like as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I saw the people doing it. I was like, well, if they're doing it, I could do it. Like so it was more of it seemed almost like a non skill to me because it did feel very. Like, yeah, it did. Natural you know, and, and I wanted to be excellent at it, you know, not just like good. I didn't want like some people go, oh, I have a good message, but I wanted to be excellent on stage. I wanted to understand the craft. It's to me, when I look at like uh, a Dave Chappelle or a Kevin Hart, the way they look at comedy, it's their craft. They want to they want to understand all the. It's not just that they're funny. They want to know how do I tell a story? How do I keep yes. someone from start to finish? And yes. that's how I've always felt about public speaking. That's my my art. And I just want to, I'll never get to the end of the craft, but I'm always constantly trying to get better at it. So you really have a speaking business and that's why you make millions of dollars because you study the craft. Have you had time where you were investing in the craft besides reading and studying other speakers, but were you, did you have speaking coaches? Did you buy books, courses? What what was your... Yeah. So basically the way that I studied the craft, um, one, I, st- I actually uh, studied stand-up comics. Um, ah. so I, think, I think stand-up comics, their way of telling stories and delivery. And their timing. Timing. They're actually, if they, literally, if you're a really good stand-up comic and you can actually get a good message, you can make way more than being a comic as a speaker. Like, Come on now. More. You are really dropping the information. We haven't even got to the part about talk about, but that part right there, most speakers do not know. To go and actually be trained by a a comedian or to uh, actually my cousin this evening, his first recital or his first showcase is tonight. He went through Mark Ridley's Comedy Kitchen. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was four weeks or whatever. And they drilled him of how to do a 10 minute comedy talk tonight. Mm-hmm. It's tonight. Mm-hmm. 
and and I and he wants to speak. So that was part of the thing that I recommended. I said it's part of timing. Not that you have to get paid to be a Kevin Hart or anything. Mm. I said, but it's timing and then knowing how to master the state. This is so good. This is so good. So do you? You've invested in doing that. Do you do coaching for speakers as well? So I'm not coaching speakers uh, personally. So uh, with Talk a Dot, we do have opportunities for people to ask questions. We have something called the weekly AMA. So oh, it's yes. not really coaching. It's more just help and support. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of great coaches out there like Adele, Adele Bazell, Jonathan Sprinkles. I've learned from him. He's he's, he's amazing good. on stage. Um, so there's lots of Did great coaches. Did he start out speaking to youth as well? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He did, because yeah. I remember he met my daughter and he was so I mean, she was impressed with him. And, you know, teenagers are like, yeah, you know, but I was like, he has a way with with youth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. OK. Yeah, that is that is the thing. So so let's talk about talk about mm-hmm. uh, talk about how did it come about? Are you a techie? I am not a techie. No, not okay. a techie at all. So all right. the, the the background on Talkadot is uh, what happens when you're a speaker is that lots of people come up to you and say, I want to get into speaking. How'd you do it? Right. right. Um, so um, there was a, a young lady who had sold her tech company and she we were in the same entrepreneurship group and they said, hey, you want to get into speaking? You need to contact Aurel because he does it. So she contacted me and I worked with her and I was explaining, you know, the industry and how it works. And it was interesting because from her perspective, she kept asking questions that no one's ever asked me before. Like, why is it done that way? How do you wait? Wait, how do they make decisions? How do they know if someone's actually a good speaker? Wait, why is it done? Like she so she was so like it seems so confusing to her from her perspective. And I was like, well, that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been done. Right. That's how it's always been done. That's the, you know, so this, you've got to learn the game. And she was like, well, what if there's something we could do about it? What if there was a way to actually take speakers who are actually good and help them prove their value so that it's easier for decision makers to decide and trust them? Um, I was like, yeah, that, that sounds interesting. She was like, well, what if we can make it easier for speakers to get booked? I was like, well, that's what all speakers want. Like, I know, like, I'm a content expert. I'm not a celebrity, even though I have the Disney show. Like, it's not like, a, it's not a Game of Thrones. It's not a big show in any way. So no one really knows me from the TV stuff. So when you're a content expert, what you say is way more important than who you are. When you're a celebrity, who you are is more important than what you say. But how do you prove to people that you're actually good? We all do the same thing. We post videos, we post pictures, um, but like it all starts looking the same. There's no way to kind of differentiate. And and that's really where Talkadot came out because if we could um, give people the same way kind of Trustpilot allows you to feel comfortable going to a business or Uber has ratings or Amazon has ratings to make you feel comfortable making a purchase, we wanted to have that same ideology for Mm -hmm. the speaking business. I love it. It's like Yelp. That's right. For the speaking business, because before we go anywhere, we're checking like those reviews. And so the the person that was asking the questions about the stage and and how do you nurture or how do we know someone's good? uh, Explain to me when you um, are doing a keynote, how it is different now for you when you use Tonkadot versus before. Well, what what makes it so this is the the biggest game changer. So number one, uh, as a speaker, we all know the experience of getting off stage and then people come up to us and they want to talk to us, which is wonderful. Now, if you've spoken even a little bit, you've always experienced the long talker, that person who's talking to you after the stage and they're not letting you talk to other people. You got this long line of people. You're talking to that one person. 
And then you see that person with the card in their hand and they're getting antsy and you're like, ooh, that, that could be business, but I don't know how to break from this conversation. And then they walk away. So oh, it's talk it on. Right. Right. Yeah. I hate that. No, it's the worst because you're like, yo, I, need, I want that card for the next. That could be my next, you know, my next gig. Exactly. So what's great about Talk It Out is not only do we get you the uh, how we the audience rates you so you get a value, like actual data, we also collect speaking leads from you. So mm. at the end of the talk, I already know everyone who wants to book me, I've already collected their information. So I could talk to whoever I want to talk to. So there's one, there's an ease, but then yeah. two, I can make those um, what I believe are called 1% improvements. Like when I look at my feedback, um, I can see what my audience is saying that they liked and what they didn't like. And if they didn't like something, I can say, well, how do I tweak it so mm -hmm. I can get those 1% improvements? So what happens is I'm constantly getting 1% better every time I talk because of the feedback and I'm getting speaking leads. So it just, it makes my speaking business part easier, but it makes my craft better as well. I love that. So Speakers Magazine, it's been a, around for six years. George Frazier was our first cover. He's kind of like the godfather for a lot of different speakers, right? George Frazier, Power Networking. He's been speaking. He speaks, I think he said something like 500 times within one year or something. It was like crazy. I was like, it's not that many years. It's not that many days for you to be speaking. What are you speaking? Twice a day? It's like, so anyway, so George always talks about the business card. He says so many people after time, you know, after he speaks, they run up to him afterwards and say, hey, here's my card. And, or or can I have your card? That's what they say. Can I have, can can you give me your card? George says, I probably have given out a million cards. He says, it's probably less than 1% of the people that call you. And so with Talk About, what I liked about it for those that are in Speakers Magazine, they're jumping on stages all the time, is that Talk About allows you to nurture the leads, people who have heard you. It's easier to sell to someone who is a warm lead, have heard you, than a cold lead. And so when I asked someone today, his name was, um, I won't say his name, I'm put it on blast. That's my, I don't do that. Uh, I said, how many people did you speak? I spoke at this conference. It was thousands of people there. Da, da, and, you know, you get the applause, you know, Yay! you know, you, that all feels good. And I was like, did you get any of the information from them? And he said, no. I said, so now you got to start from ground zero trying to figure out, did those people hear you? Are they going to call you? Did you get their number? Do they have your number? I mean, you know, like you put it up on the screen, but is it really captured to the point where they know to do that and you can nurture that lead? And he said, no. I said, so every time you step on the stage, you have to start from zero. So what I liked about talking about, and I'll put the, the link up here because I want people to really try it out because they can try it out, you know, just as a trial mm -hmm. is that it helps you with a system. The people who have the system win the game. Amazon, they don't sell anything. They win the game. Uh, there's a lot of lot of companies that PayPal, they win the game. They have a system. <laughs> the people who have the system win the game. Yeah. And so the talk a dot, and it's a bitly speakers mag talk talk a dot, is one of those things where people can go to and sign up and actually when walk us through what they will get first, second, and third, and what they can expect. So yeah, really, so how, is, how is the game changer? Yeah, and you and you nailed it because what, what happens with speakers is we do talks, and then as soon as that talk's over, you got to hunt again. And it's yeah. like it constantly feels like you're hunting, hunting, hunting. But what Talk It Out allows you to do is every single time you speak, you're able to turn one talk into multiple talks. 
right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm able to get, build my email list because I capture everyone's email. I capture everyone who's a lead that and data to prove the value. So what happens when you go to the link that you see there, um, you can sign up for a totally free account. Like we have a free version and we have a paid version. The paid version is only 35 bucks a month. So it's not expensive, it's built annually. Uh, but the free version, you'll get, um, because of uh, folks with their connection to Speaker Magazine, um, they'll be able to get a 30-day trial of the pro, no credit card necessary. So you could just literally test run it, use it. Mm. Um, and what you'll get is you'll, you'll sign up, you'll get your account. We do a, a live onboarding every single week. So literally, I will walk you through how to use all the features. Every single week, we have a weekly, what we call AMA, Ask Me Anything. So if people have any questions about the tool, like I was mentioning earlier, they can ask us. We have the best in service, best in class customer support. Um, so we, any emails you have, we have videos to show you how to use it. And we also give away tons of like great value. So we do um, trainings at no additional cost for our members on like how to get booked in the college market, how to structure a keynote, how to do a sales process, how to use Talkadot to do cold outreach and how to mm. break markets who don't know you. So we, when you have data, it's a totally different ball game because when the example I like to give people is this, um, imagine you have children. If you have children, you know, imagine your children and you needed a babysitter to watch your kids overnight. Are you just going to go up to some random flyer that says I'm a babysitter and they're going to be like, oh, that person's a babysitter. Let me hire them to watch my kids overnight while I'm out of town. No, no. You, you typically what the industry is similar to ours is you typically go who's someone I know yes. that I trust that will watch my kids. Then you go, who do I know that can introduce me to someone they trust? But if mm -hmm. you have to go to like a care.com, well, the first thing you're going to look for is who's got like. 20,000 five-star reviews yes. and lots of proof that they are good at watching kids from a third-party site that I can trust, then I'd give them that chance. So our data allows you to do that same type of thing, but for speaking. Mm -hmm. um, we walk you through the whole process and we're, we're with you along the way. And it really is a game changer because you get data to prove your value. You build your email list so you can sell your courses, your books, and more speaking engagements in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And leads from the audience um, delineated for you so you know exactly who to reach out to after your talk to book more speaking engagements. And the host loves it because you give them a data report of how well the report. The, oh, the yeah. That part. They, lo they love the yes. fact. So your yes. client loves that you did it. Your yes. audience loves to give you feedback and you're getting all the things you need. And all you have to do is put a QR code up. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Oh my God, that is that system. That part right there is what people really will pay for because that is, I mean, you have an event producer, you know, meeting planner. They had this event, you know, Ariel Moody came in. How did he do? Well, you know, he got a standing ovation. Blah, blah. But the people who put up the money to pay you, they want to know the data. Like, what mm -hmm. do people really say? Give it to me in real time. How long will they get that data, that report that follow, following your, your talk? Is right away. It's instant. So that's the other thing that's great about it. Um, literally, the moment you get off stage, you can go to your host and say, look at this data report that's already beautifully designed. You don't have to Come go to Excel. Now. You ain't got to Canva. You ain't got to go to Fiverr. You know, <laughs> so you literally go, hey, look at this feedback. And every Sweet. single one of my clients goes, that's, how'd you get that so quick? That's amazing. That's a, that is a game changer. And you will be booked again next year because you actually have the data and it's given to them right there on the spot. Right. So you sound more excited about this than your books, speaking, what, 
what changed? I mean, you know, you still probably do speaking and all that kind of stuff. And and you, what, what was the name of your book? So people can go to Amazon and get your book. Uh, so I wrote uh, two books on student success. One is called Your Starting Point for Student Success. And the other is called okay. Your Student Success Action Guide. Okay. All right. So you're still excited about that? Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Um, as speakers, we're excited about what's currently most interested to us. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about what topics we like speaking about, it's the things that are most relevant to us. So that's why you see certain speakers who are kind of dialing it in and they're just like saying, like you can tell they've lost the energy. Yeah, yeah. I always thought about that too, even about with singers, you know, like they're singing the same songs. I mean, you know, Stephanie Mills, she still has the energy, but you know, people will like burn the house down if she don't sing home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many times she got to sing that song? <laughs> So I think I think it's important as as not just speakers but as entrepreneurs that if you're not passionate about your work, um, it will show. Yeah, uh, and you can try to fake it and think you're a good actor or an actress, but mm-hmm. you know. So what I love about this, uh, what I love about talking about is that I I have a vision of it elevating the entire speaker industry. Now, the speaker industry to me is my like it's my craft, it's my baby. And I want people who are actually good and do a good job to raise to the top. I want people who are mean-spirited, dial it in, just collecting a check, don't really care about their audience, but have figured out like marketing, there's no accountability for them. So mm-hmm. if we can make it so that there's actual accountability that people have to be good people, it's kind of like how um, taxi drivers back in the day would like smoke cigarettes, dirty cars, pick you <laughs> up late. But then Uber came around and created accountability with rating systems. And now you got clean cars, they're available, they're courteous. And I hope that we can elevate the overall industry by having the people who are actually good rise to the top and be able to prove it with data. And the people who are suck and are not good and don't care and just trying to get a check and don't care about helping people, they'll either have to raise to the level of everyone else or get pushed out. I like that. We have a mutual friend, uh, Ron Story, uh, that uh, are you guys from the same city? Uh, no, uh, okay. he's from. Um, I, mean, I mean, he lives Louis. in Columbia now, but uh, right, right. But he's. I think he's from St. Louis or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. No, no, I'm from New York. Okay, you're from New York. So Ron said this, and he, I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying. He said, "Speaking has become the new hustle." I said, "What do you mean?" He says, "There's everybody out here wants to be a speaker." And they think it's a new hustle. He says, before, years ago, people wanted to sell real estate. Mm. He said, real estate was the, the new hustle. That was a side hustle. I'm going to sell real estate. I'm going to flip a house, I love this and that. He said, now it's speaking. And I said, why is that? He said, because it's easy access. You know, you just get a microphone, you get out there and you start speaking. And so now we have a whole plethora of people who want to be speakers. They're very bad. And then when someone says, oh, I'm a speaker, immediately now it has like this yucky kind of feel to it because they are lowering the bar of the industry. Whereas before, and it's like, oh, well, Les Brown, George Frazier, Dennis Kimbrough, they're a speaker. Lisa Nichols is a speaker. And it was like a good thing. But now it's when someone else says, you go to a, a you know, a networking event and it says, I'm, I'm a speaker. And it's kind of like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's very kind of similar or, or reminiscent of, um, oh, I'm a model. Because like, People think modeling is easy. Oh, you just, I just stand there and take a picture. Like, yo, modeling is hard. If you've ever it done is very modeling, hard. There's, oh it's God. a craft. So th- that, that is the thing about speaking. There is, there's no entry. There's no, excuse me, there's no barrier to entry, right? You can just get it on stage. It. There's no certification, really. I mean, there's a CSP for NSA, but it's not like you can't speak without a CSP. So, right. Right. you know, and, and what you'll see is eventually, potentially, you'll see that it'll turn into like, um, 
you ever have a friend who goes, oh, I got a mixtape? And you're like, okay, everyone's got a mixtape. Like, everyone's got an album. But if you make really good music, you you stand out from the crowd. And I think that everyone should be bad before they're good because no one starts excellent. But if you're not dedicated to the craft of it, you know, if I meet a speaker who goes, oh, I'm really good at speaking. I don't need any help with that. I immediately file them in my brain as you don't get it and you're never going to succeed because the people mm-hmm. who are crushing it never stop trying to get better at what they're what they're doing. Like, like, period. But, you know, it is what it is. It'll be what it'll be. That is one of the things that um I, you know, because I I signed up for the talk of that, obviously, and, and, and went through and everything. But you talked about one part about the outreach. Well, you have the AMA. I love that part. You know, ask me anything. Because it's almost like the speaking industry is kind of like this little closed industry. It's like, how are we going to, how can we learn from someone who's been there, done that without, you know, like when I have these questions as they arise, like week to week or whatever. So I love that. But tell us about the outreach part of talk about what you said, that that part was in there, how you can make the cold outreach. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I spoke at a group called ASAE, which is the American Society of Association Executives, right? Mm-hmm. So I speak to the Michigan chapter. Ah, yeah. you're in Michigan. That's where I am. Oh, okay. I we really, come to Detroit, we have to, we have to make sure that we connect. I, I, I was like, hook I, up, but that's up in Michigan. Now that I know that you're there, I, I'll be in DTW <laughs> all the time. Uh, okay. Okay. DGW. Right. So, um, so I do a, a technique in my business called land and expand. And I think it's so simple, but people don't get it. Um, so, uh, Michigan. So this is a, 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 a national association with state chapters. Mm-hmm. I just got to get the one I get Michigan. Then I take my talk it out report from Michigan and I reach out to the Florida, to the Washington, to the uh, Chicago, to the New York, and I go, hey, I just did a keynote at this event. Here's the report of what the members thought. I'd love to do that presentation at your conference. So I booked three more state conferences that I got to be the keynote speaker for. And I, I outreach to a similar audience of a group that I've spoken to. But now I'm not reaching out going, hey, you should book me. I spoke there. I'm like, hey, you should book me. And here's the proof okay. of what you're saying. And that's a totally different outreach. Oh my God. I love this. This is such a uh, nerdy egghead stuff that I'm <laughs> <loving> it. <laughs> it's my, my favorite geeky stuff right here. This is the stuff I love. Like, I, like the, the specificity, I, I can tell It is. It's geeky okay. stuff because most speakers think that it really, all it requires is a photo shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And a fancy website and I get booked. But there is really a whole science to it. Mm-hmm. And you have just tied the bow on something that I'm doing in Washington, D.C., Speak, Sell, and Shine. Mm. And this is the tying the bow on it because we're taking them through the part of really how to sell, sell from the stage, really the whole presentation of their branding assets, how to do the PR, how to do their marketing. But when they're on the stage, like what you just said, one keynote did, you crushed Uh, so what I will say that one speaking gig netted you three, and that's the beauty of talk of that. So I am right now, before we close out, I'm going to make sure that if there's anything else that you want to say before my, all the lights go out. (laughs) 
You know, I, I just want to say that um, it's super important for everyone who's speaking to just know that um, it is a craft and it is a business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is not a um, self, uh, look at me, look how great I am, look what I've accomplished, look what I've overcome, like give me my flowers, damn it, right? That's not what this industry is. The industry is we are here to impact and change lives and it's about the audience. So there's a craft element to how do I deliver my message? How do I impact them? How do I help them? And then there's a business element. How do I get in front of the decision makers? How do I solve problems so that, you know, like a simple thing is people think, um, speakers think in terms of the solution, clients think in terms of the problem. So what Mm -hmm. happens is a lot of speakers are always talking about their solution, but they have no idea what problem they're actually solving with that solution, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding the craft of the business is understanding what problems you solve, who has those problems, and who has the bank account that wants to solve them. And if you dedicate yourself to that and you work with someone like Dr. Perry here who can show you these skills, it's going to elevate your game. And you might be able to figure it out in 10 years, but I can tell you when you work with people who know what they're doing, like you clearly do, um, it just speeds it up. And I I just can't stress to people, there's no point in um, reinventing a wheel if it's already been invented and all you have to do is literally copy and paste it. So I I just encourage people to, one, get the right support, get the right training because it just makes your life so much easier. And two, be dedicated to the craft and to the business because those are two skills that you have to excel at to win at this game. And then talk it out will help you measure it, will help you promote it, and will help you get leads as you go on that journey. All right. So um, if anyone has any questions whatsoever that they might want to throw in the chat, um, would love, love, love to answer those. We have some people joining us live, which is wonderful. So if you have any questions whatsoever, please throw them into the chat. Um, I want to answer some questions that people typically ask and they want to know. Um, they want to know things like, okay, well, how do you tee up Talkadot? Like, okay, so I understand you use it. Uh, we recommend using Talkadot not at the very, very end of your presentation, right? So we have a slide that we create for you within Talkadot. So all you have to do is take the slide, insert it in. It's got a QR code that leads to a really specific um, survey flow. Um, Don't put it at the very, very, very end. Actually put it right before you're closing. And that's a key element that is an important question people ask, right? Like, well, when do you tee it up? How do you tee it up? So as a thank you for people, for your audience taking your survey, you can give them something. So you can give them a PDF, a video. I like to typically give people um, a copy of the slides of the presentation that I did. So it's a little carrot to thank them for giving you feedback. So typically I'll say something like, hey, was this presentation valuable? Uh, People say, yeah, it was. They raise their hand. I say, great. Well, the best way you can pay me back is to let me know what you thought about this presentation. I want to know what you liked about it so I can do more of it. I want to know what you disliked about it so I can improve upon it. And the only way I can do that is with your feedback. So go ahead and scan this QR code. Give me your feedback. It takes less than two minutes. And as a thank you for giving me your feedback, I'm going to give you access to a summary of everything we talked about here today, um, as I promised you earlier in my presentation. Typically, I like tease it earlier in the presentation, right? Um, and then I literally give them two minutes in my presentation to give me feedback. 
during those two minutes, I typically will walk over to my host and say, hey, thank you so much for bringing me in. It's such an honor, such a privilege to be here. Um, I'm going to wrap up in five minutes. They're giving me feedback. I'm going to send that report to you. Anything you need me to do before we, we wrap up? And they typically go, oh, no, everything's great. And then um, I go back up and then go into my closing and finish out my presentation. So that's a really, really important um, nuance of Talkadot that I just wanted to make sure to copy uh, before we wrap up here today. Oh, my God. You know, I love you because, you know, I was not here for about five minutes, but I was oh, I like, know. I, know. I got your back, girl. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. My broadcaster died. My other light died. I'm like, OK, but I'm going to come back. Oh, I love it. So let me tell you, this is a real pro. You need to know this is a game changer. You need to get on it. So I am Pam Perry. I am out. Ariel Moody, thank you so much. Talkadot is a game changer. Speakers Magazine, Talkadot, our official, official sponsor at Speak, Sell, and Shine. This is the thing that everybody has to have, have to do. Uh, that Someone said, let's go. And my computer, my Mac is saying there's a problem. But you know what? We are out of here. So so thank you so much for, for uh, yes. Yeah. So Dakota, he said, let's go, Ariel, let's go. So yeah, you did it. You did the thing. So thank you, sir, so much. Love you, love you. I will talk to you soon, okay? God bless. All right, bye-bye.